Bank. Social The only place to go while at home. Social distancing. Right, it's uh, 24 minutes to uh, 2 o'clock and still coming up on the show today is a masterclass. Maya Fisher-French is going to be joining us and we'll be looking at personal finance, uh, money and COVID-19. How should you be managing your money at the moment? However much you have, how should you be managing it? And should you be taking advantage of some of the facilities that are there and things to consider, of course, so that we can get through this this, this process, through this lockdown um, with as much intact as possible. So Maya will be with us at two. But for now, we join Nikki Bush uh, three weeks ago. This is actually our third week. Uh, even before the lockdown started, we initiated and started a conversation with uh, Nikki Bush. She is a human potential and parenting expert. You can go to her website, NikkiBush.com. She's got tons of great ideas on how to get through this lockdown and COVID-19. We're calling it How to Win at Work and Life with Nikki Bush. So stay with us um, as we talk to her about the idea of community, of connection during a lockdown. Social The only place to go while at home. Social distancing. Stay home. Stay safe. Stay informed. And stay entertained. Click socialdistance.co.za. Right, it is 22 minutes to uh, 2 o'clock and we join Nikki Bosch now. Good afternoon, Nikki. Good afternoon, Azania. It's day six of the lockdown. Are you uh, climbing the walls yet? I was asking our listeners how they're finding this period or what the silver lining is and some of the things that we are rediscovering, you know, old, new. um, It's all just a mix, in fact. And every day has its own mood, you know, has its own tone to it. So here we are on day six. Day six and still a very long way to go, actually. And I think, <laughs> I know that sounds very negative, doesn't it? But I do think it's very important that we prime our hearts and our heads for the fact that this is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Mm. And it's very important that we keep that flexible mindset because what if it's not just 21 days? There is a lot of hype around the fact that it will end in 21 days, but we don't know this is a moving target. Mm. We could be in for another week or two or three after that of lockdown. So I do think it's important when we are considering our topic today of connection, human connection and community, that we bear that in mind. And I thought maybe today we should start off where we left off last week, where we spoke about the sweets and the sours game that mm-hmm. you can play at the dinner table as a way to connect with each other. And just to to recap for those who weren't listening, everybody in the family gets to share something that wasn't nice today, that didn't make them feel good. You say what it was and then you say how it made you feel. So it's an emotional intelligence exercise. And then you there's another round where you share something good that happened to you today and how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets the opportunity to, to put something on the table. There's no right of reply. It is not a conversation. But you get an insight into everybody's day. And I think it's very important that we have that opportunity, even though we're all spending time with each other, that um, we get the opportunity to frame how the day was for us. And I thought to share my best sweet and my best sour for the past week. Mm -hmm. 
and in terms of connection and, and community because I think they're very relevant. So my sweet, the best thing that has happened over the past few days is that my family of three, my boys and I, who are in their early 20s, are finding our way back to each other. Mm-hmm. And this is quite a profound moment for us, having lost my husband to murder two years ago. We have spent the last two years working through trauma at different rates. We have been in very, very different emotional spaces and for a lot, for half of the time, been in very different physical spaces. We haven't necessarily even been living together. I've got one son who's living at, at res at university and my other son has spent half of the last two years overseas. And dinner used to be our our family happy space, the four of us. Yeah. We never missed dinner unless one of us was out of town. That was where all our fond family memories were made around the dinner table. And we have spent very few dinners, all three of us together in the last two years. And yet, in the last five days, we've had five days straight of dinner together. Mm. And oh. I cannot tell you how heartwarming it is for me as a mum to feel my family knitting back together again. And Mm -hmm. in a way, it's been forced on us by an external trauma, not an internal trauma. Mm -hmm. Isn't that absolutely fascinating? It is because, and we'll we'll put it out there. I think it's, it's an important exercise because the connection within uh, as in those walls, um, is, is one that hopefully will become stronger in this period. So I want to ask our listeners about their sweet in the past six days and their sour in the past six days as well. I absolutely agree with you. My oldest daughter was also living out of home, my son with his dad. But for the lockdown, they've come under my roof. And just some of the things that um, we never really got to do because of that fragmentation are coming back together again, precisely cooking together. I've been trying to say to her for so long, come, let me show you this dish. You know, her cooking's not great, but it's also not that bad. But in this COVID-19 lockdown period, she's at my side by the stove Every single meal, which I've absolutely loved having these little cooking tutorials, which we, had, we, which, awesome. we ha- which we didn't get to have traction in um, before she moved out. Um, and so that's been definitely a big sweet. But then the sour on the other side for me was the stress, the stress of closing a business, uh, this temporary closure of a business and looking into the eyes of employees and saying, we don't know when you will, when things will resume, when you will be able to earn and have a livelihood again. And the stress of last week bringing about a head cold that kept me in bed for most of the last couple of days, you know. So that's been the sour way, but it also has its own suite where you start to appreciate your, your, your own body. Um, what's been your sour in the past six days, Nikki? Well, that's an interesting question because I really have been working through two experiences of claustrophobia, feeling trapped and Mm -hmm. panic. Mm -hmm. And I think that many people will be feeling this. Uh, And and I'm not in a very tiny flat. I'm in a a cluster with a little bit of a garden. And I keep thinking to myself, wow, imagine if I was in a much smaller place. Imagine if I was in a shack. Imagine if I was in a tiny flat and I couldn't 
actually go out. So I'm very privileged to be able to step out onto the grass and look at the at, at the sky. But I, I actually um, really, it, 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 it had me frozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can identify with this because um, the same, I experienced something similar from, from the loss of my husband when I was trapped in my bathroom and didn't know what was going on outside, when I'd locked myself away. And it's a very, very similar feeling. And what I found this morning was, uh, what I discovered this morning, and this whole thing about connection, you were talking about the cooking next to each other, connecting the togetherness. Mm. I think we sometimes also forget that we need to connect with ourselves. Mm. Very, very important, that personal connection. And I think the last few days or the first few days of lockdown, we've been settling into a new rhythm. And we like to be productive. We are <laughs> we are primed to produce. Yeah. Okay. And so I started off my first few days with checklists and expecting myself to finish a meditation and exercise and do this and do that. And I had a little checklist for myself. I was actually driving myself into being a prisoner of my own mind and my own expectations. Mm. And this morning I walked. Now, I have all of 100 paces to walk on my property which is more than some people have. Yeah. So I'm walking my 100 paces over and over again. And I have, I have, uh, I walk through my kitchen, my entrance hall, my kitchen, and through my garage. And then I do cir- circuits of the little driveway I have. But I have two cars and a trailer sitting in my driveway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's not exactly like I've got a lot of space. So I start doing figures of eights around the car. But I stop walking because I have to do 10 minutes mm-hmm. or I have to do 20 minutes, which is how I had been walking the last few days. Right. This morning, I just walked to connect with myself. And I decided I would walk until I felt better. Mm-hmm. And I walked my sillies out. I walked my tension out. And it became a walking meditation. Mm-hmm. And I completely lost track of time going around and around and around my cars, not because I needed to get X number of steps in or X number of laps in or do X number of minutes, just because I needed to be. And with living in such close proximity to lots of people, if you have people in your home, you've mentioned you've got a few, I've got four four adults living with me and three dogs and a parrot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so finding your own space to retreat can also be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I also think that one of the things that might be getting in the way of connecting to ourself is that we're all on some form of challenge or another or um, multiple series of challenges. Have you noticed that because business is going online, everyone's challenging everyone to do something? Yes. So <laughs> there's the um, Oprah, Deepak Chopra, hope meditation challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I've signed up for it. Um, and I've signed up for Gilan Gork's high-performance mentality, 14-day self-influence challenge. Wow. And... I myself have put some stuff out to my followers saying, here's the collateral beauty versus collateral damage Mm -hmm. challenge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to see this word challenge everywhere. And actually, we're all living through a massive challenge Mm -hmm. uh, as it is. And now we are putting ourselves on all these challenges, which 
are fantastic, but I think we must be careful not to overburden. Not to overburden, yes. So self-connection is very important. But uh, yeah, as you say, pick one, you know, commit to it for that period. Maybe it's a, if, if you're lucky, it's not for the entire duration, but it's the way of the future, I suspect, too. But when it comes to um, the other people, how deliberate should we be? As you say, it, it, it's nice if you, you slip back into the old routines, for example, you know, the dinners together that you mentioned. But how deliberate should you be? Because we're all at different stages of uh, going through this lockdown, the idea we're dealing with different uh, emotions. Some people, you know, are, are finding it really difficult. Maybe the extroverts feeling really caged in. They want to socialize and so on. Um, whereas others perhaps already slipping into the quiet the book the meditations or the whatever it may be should we force everybody together insist on this connection or is it more or less a middle ground I think it's the middle ground and there we go back to what we said in our first conversation that we need routine and a schedule Mm. and at certain times in the day we reconnect with everybody and maybe that is breakfast and dinner Maybe that's the time when we know we will all be together. And in between, you might be having lunch on your own, maybe, and, um, you know, spending some time alone. Because without a doubt, even extroverts need to pull in every now and again and spend a little time on their own. And when I was thinking about these challenges that we're doing, if you're just hopping from one challenge to the next, you don't have space to let the learning land mm-hmm. and to process the learning. So, why do it at all if you're not actually going to have any time to just sit with it? Right. And, uh, and, then, and then, you know, talking about the broader community beyond who's in your home, um, we had a very amusing online book club on Friday night. Mm-hmm. We'd agreed at five o'clock on Friday, being Friday, you know, Friday kind of you want Friday drinks, you want to connect with your friends. And we all as seven women connected on the house party app. Yes. Now the house, house party app is one that's largely <laughs> used by teenagers. <laughs> so here we were, 50-somethings connecting on house party. It was hysterical. Firstly, half of us couldn't work out how to use it. Then once we were all on, everyone's talking over everybody else. It's just an absolute fun <laughs> fight of a non-conversation really, but it did make us laugh, I have to say. It made us laugh a lot and everyone was sipping on their wine. Uh, I think I think uh, it has its place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm finding things like if you're, uh, you know, at work, um, are you part of an association? So I'm part of the Professional Speakers Association of Southern Africa. And we've had a couple of Zoom meetings recently, and it's been great to feel that sense of community, just to actually see each other on the screen and see not just one person, but 10 or 20 people on the screen is actually quite affirming Mm -hmm. that those people are still there. And then you pick, you pick one or two people who are going to be, I think, your buddies over this time whether it's, you know, a handful of friends who you're going to keep in touch with every day or a particular colleague who you're going to actually partner with. It's just that reassurance, even if it's just a five-minute conversation, how things going today. Because people are used to the water cooler conversations, the coffee conversations, 
in the office. And that's now been taken away. And we have to remember <laughs> that while we often say that's, that wastes time in the office, it also does serve a purpose right. to connect yes. people as human beings. So what are you doing to recreate the water cooler moments okay. and the coffee moments? So a friend of mine sent me a WhatsApp saying, can we have coffee? Knowing full well, we can't have coffee. But what she's saying is, <laughs> can we just meet on WhatsApp for a few minutes to chat over a cup of coffee? Yes, the virtual coffee. And well, let's put it out as well. I want to know what our listeners, which challenges you've signed up for, which seminars, webinars, um, these courses, for instance, not necessarily for an academic for, for academic purposes, but people are coming together, you know, to share content, to, to learn things together. Um, what have you signed up for? Share with us, connect with us, since that is the theme of this particular uh, conversation with Nikki Bush on 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. And then your WhatsApps and your voice notes on 072-702-1702. What's the cool, fun um thing that expands you that you've been busy with since the lockdown started that helps you connect with other people and also you can share your sweet and sour you know in the past six days uh, what's been your sweetest and what's been your most sour uh, uh, over the the past six days since the lockdown this these are things that we're all experiencing in different ways at different phases but we're living it together and this is one way of connecting and sharing these particular um experiences. So Nikki, as you said, that it is possible to kind of overload yourself. I'm loving what people are doing with um, collective working out. I wasn't feeling well, but I was going to join one of these group classes because I think fitness instructors have found just a new lease on how to do their jobs, you know, so and many of these are being offered for free. So you would log in, of course, and then do the workout with a whole host of people, you know, in the comfort of your lounge in front of a screen, listening to an instructor telling you what to do. So I've loved that one because the tendency would be to kind of not be active at this time. As you said, you walk around. So uh, we're finding innovative ways of coming together. And I think we're finding innovative ways to use what we have at our disposal. So we're being resourceful. Mm -hmm. And those exercise classes are using the back of a chair, yeah. a stair in your family room, uh, you know, things that you've got around the house. Talking of which, uh, my my sons uh, convert our family room into a gym every night, uh, quite late at night, strangely mm -hmm. enough. But mm -hmm. it's very, very interesting to watch a different language of connection being used because we always think that words are the way to connect. And they are working out together with some serious weights using my coffee table, which is quite <laughs> solid, yeah. and uh, one of the benches on either side of the dining room table. And it is just so entertaining to watch them in action and egging, egging each other on. And the one is, is more proficient than the other. So he's teaching uh, his brother how to, how to lift a weight properly and pull your bum in and stand mm -hmm. up straight. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole nother language there. And we've, we really do need to connect beyond words sometimes. And these are the other languages that we've got going on. My youngest son bought a parrot yeah. recently. We have a baby parrot in the house and we have, after dinner, the parrot gets to fly from person to person. 
It's absolutely fascinating how oh. it's a bonding agent. It's so cute. <laughs> but what about I, and I'm not one for birds. Yes. I'm really not one for birds, especially birds in cages. But they've got this thing to land on my head now. Well, I nearly <laughs> went hysterical the first time it happened. But now it's actually becoming part of our daily ritual. And, and it is a bonding language of connection. Yes. But what I've also loved is seeing communities in lockdown and what um, hashtags, you know, have, have managed to also do in bringing together uh, people from just this these non-selected because this is selection as well you know when you do the challenges that you you are still selecting for a particular group but then there are also other ways uh, people are joining hashtags and continuing conversations that way uh, that in even though we might not be able to have the face-to-face touch connection where we are feeling connected to the globe in fact beyond our homes beyond the selected self-selection communities were also connected. I remember just watching the the gut-wrenching reality of what's happening in northern Italy and crying uh, all the way here in South Africa. So the the, the ability to connect even with people on the other end of the globe um, has been truly something special. Yes, I think having something completely in common with each other and the fact that for the first time in history, we are fighting the same enemy. Mm. We're all on the same side. And I think that is fairly rare. And that is a connector in and of itself. It's also a leveler because nobody is immune. It's an absolute leveler. And it, it's no longer, well, you know, it's me, not you. It's us. And I think that that word us is very, very powerful because that Mm. speaks to connection. It speaks to togetherness. And with those hashtags that you were talking about, in essence, everybody is collaborating in creating new bodies of knowledge and experiences. Uh, They're all contributing to something bigger than themselves. Mm. So it, it has its own very interesting dynamics that have a real upside for us. I believe, as a human race. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I always love our conversations with you, Nikki. They, they make this period just so much better. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so pleased. <laughs> so is there oh. anything on your website about uh, connection this time around? Well, I'll be I'll be writing up a blog this afternoon okay. to kind of encapsulate what you and I have spoken about. Mm-hmm. And I have a newsletter going out tomorrow with lots of COVID-19 resources in it. And uh, there will be some online webinars and things to help people through this time. Uh, you see, I'm putting out my challenges to you right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And if anybody wants to listen to an 18, well, 20, it's 21 minutes, mm-hmm. 21 lessons, 21 minutes for 21 days, Henley Business School is running 21 lessons. And I am doing the presentation tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning online. Yes. So if you hop onto Henley Business School's website, you can hear about navigating and reframing COVID-19 for you and your family in an 18-minute TED-type presentation. So yours is tomorrow? Tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay, because I see today they have Pepe Murray, uh, the founder of Joe Public. So as you say, 21 lessons in 21 days. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nikki. 
Great pleasure. Speak to you next week. That is our Nikki Bosch. Every Wednesday, we bring you Navigating COVID-19 and How to Win at Work and Life with Nikki Bosch, human potential and parenting expert.